Hi everyone and welcome to Teeth and Tales. I'm your host Dr. Shadi Manicherry and today's episode is with the wonderful Dr. Rabia Mann. In this episode Rabia and I talk about loops and use of magnification in clinical dentistry. We discuss our personal experiences with it when we got loops and advice we have to share to younger dentists, dental students who are considering using magnification and just why it's so so important. This episode is very kindly sponsored by Oroscoptic. I really hope you enjoy this episode and without further ado, let's get into it. Hi Rabia, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Just wrestled my uh, dancing toddler to sleep, but other than that, I'm good. How are you doing, I'm very well, thank you. I love that we're on her schedule of how long do we have before she wakes up again? When does she go to sleep? It's a wonderful life. It's mum life, yes. So I've got the monitor at a distance. So hopefully, you know, she will sleep the designated time that she normally likes to sleep and doesn't uh, decide to wake up early to join your podcast. <laughs> I mean, we'd love to have her. She would be the youngest guest on the show, but also a guest of honour. I, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she'll sing all McDonald's for you. So, yeah, maybe you should bring her on. So for the people who haven't listened to our previous podcast together, which, by the way, you should listen to. It's a great episode. Um, way, way back at the beginning of when the podcast started. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and how you got here, please? For anyone who's been under a rock who doesn't know who you are, just please give us a brief introduction into Rabia. Uh, so I qualified from Barts in the London, same as my lovely Shadi, in 2014. Uh, I did my training year in East London and then I went on to become a joint trainer over there for foundation dentists. And um, as you know from some of my videos or you don't know, I love to work part time. So I've worked part time across uh, multiple practices up until... 2020 when I bought my practice in Isleworth, London with my husband and my brother and it's a mixed practice and I now just work there um, two sometimes three days so my duties um, are kind of practice ownership, mum life uh, which I feel like is um, a billion jobs in one mm. and uh, I have written dentistry in a nutshell during the pandemic with uh, Nicola who's uh, amazing if you haven't come across her um, dental cosmetics on Instagram she uh, approached me during the pandemic to uh, work on a project with her um, that's a funny story in itself. But yeah, so we worked on Dentistry in a Nutshell together. And we've got some more exciting projects coming out um, for you guys. I'm looking forward to that. So I think that's me in a summary. I sometimes that's remember stuff afterwards about what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I'm sure there's more stuff, but I forget it most of the time. And then afterwards, I remember. I'm like, oh, yes, I'm doing this too. But yeah, that's me. I think that's enough about me. <laughs> I, think, I think, honestly, I came across you. I think it was during covid-ish when I had time when I just started my Instagram and we connected and I remember I kept tagging you and stuff and then eventually after after a good few months you're like oh I remember you you were the year below me at uni <laughs> I feel like I never saw you I think I just saw you like I don't you know what uh, Bart is actually really big I'm like brother was in university with me three overlapping years I saw him once and not even on campus that's so you know that says a lot I feel like he was avoiding me though and he didn't know where the library was where I spent good time so that's also probably a reason 
It's okay. I wasn't offended. We're we're good friends now. It's fine. Yes, we are actually. We are. You owe me a date. We do. We've been trying to get this date scheduled, and I feel like we've done. Um, I really, really enjoyed our content creation day, which I think now was over two years ago. Not not over, just under two years ago. And I think we're due another yeah. one. I love the videos we did about part-time dentistry and yes. about social media and all of that. I, I genuinely think we need to make more. Yeah, I just given birth then as well. So Atlanta was like three months, I think. So yes, yeah, we definitely you. do. So jumping, into, jumping very smoothly into today's topic. It's a very interesting really topic. <laughs> yes it's a very interesting topic (laughs) and we are going to talk about loops and the importance of loops um as somebody who is a trainer who's written dentistry in a nutshell I feel like you have a lot of wisdom to share and I know a lot of uh, young dentists dental students reach out to you in particular to ask for advice of you know what you would recommend to do Uh, and today we're going to focus specifically on loops and why they're a great investment and why every dentist should should have them but in terms of your journey with loops, and I'll share mine in a second, what what was it like for you? When did you first um, get your first set of loops? I remember seeing all the kind of stands at uni and just thinking, oh, do I need this? I don't know. And then you'd speak to some other dentist and they're like, nah, not yet. You don't need them yet. And then, you know, I got into VT year and never wore loops. My trainer didn't wear loops. There was no associates in the practice wearing loops. So none of us wore loops. And then I went on to do some kind of, you know, working two days in practice in Buckinghamshire. And over there, I don't think anybody but one guy had loops. Um, so it just wasn't a thing. And then I started developing back pain. And I was like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> like, you know, to do some stretches, you know, massage my lower back or whatever. And then I thought, okay, do you know what? I'm going to try loops because um, that associate in that practice was like, oh, no, since I got these, my back is much better. I was like, oh, OK, so maybe it's my posture. I'll get some loops. Um, so I got loops about I think I was three years qualified when I finally got my pair of loops. Um, and I went, actually, how did I pick oroscopic? Because I've got oroscopic loops. I don't even know how I picked them. I think it was at a trade fair. Yes, it was at a trade fair. And um, the rep on there was fantastic. I think it was Jonathan, actually. I think Jonathan was my rep. And he was just like um, talking to me about the loops and the quality of the loops. And and I walked around, as you do, you know, you kind of shop around. You're like, no, this can't be the first guys. You know, these guys are ripping me off. I'm going to have to look around. And you look around and like, I don't know, nobody had... I don't know, nobody had the pizzazz that Jonathan had when he was talking about the loops. He genuinely loved his loops. So I thought, if he loves his loops, these must be good. So I went back to him and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to, I think I'm going to go with your loops. And I like them. And I got the, they had the three times ones because I didn't know which ones to go for at that mm-hmm. time. I was like, which, which magnification do you go for? You know, what style frame should I go for? And, you know, that was probably the easiest decision, but the magnification was really confusing mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, it's my first time loops. Do I go 3.5? Do I go 4.5? Do I go 5.5? What do I do? Will it be too much? If I get 3.5, will I need to kind of pay again, like another four grand in a year's time? So then the eye zooms worked out really well for me at that point because it had all three magnifications. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting the eye zooms. Um, And I have to say, it was um, probably the best decision I made Um, at that time. There's so much I can kind of go into with my story about my eye zooms, but I actually want to know what your story was about getting your first pair, if you remember. I don't know. I'm actually surprised that you waited three years before getting your loops. Like, I can't imagine doing dentistry without loops. Honestly, like you can't see anything. can't see anything. You can't. 
I got my first pair of loops when I was a VT and I remember it was a company it was this guy um I can't remember their names now and they came and gave us a talk on one of our study days and the loops were really really affordable because obviously we were like you know VTs we didn't have that much money we just graduated and I remember I got yeah. a pair of two two and a half magnification then yeah. um with light and the light had this wire that would go on the thing and it would go on my back and so you had to attach yeah. it separately I didn't really end up losing that using the light that much to be honest because it was so much faff to like put on every time and, and all of that so I just ended up using the loops on their own I will say that they are really, really they were really really good but they definitely had a shelf life and for me, you know, mm. you went um, straight through to associate after your VT. I did a couple of years in hospital. So I mm. there was a good two years where I didn't use my loops at all because I was doing max fax and, you know, peds and things like that. So I wasn't really using my loops. Um, and then when I went back into practice, I think when I started using my loops again, I was kind of like, well, for the kind of dentistry that I'm doing, this really isn't enough. Like two, you know, two times two and a half magnification doesn't really show you much. And again, for me as well, I think it was at one of the trade shows where I was like, okay, I really need to upgrade my my um, loops because I can't see what I'm doing. I don't have a light. And my principal actually at the time had um, had the eye zooms from Oroscoptic. And I was like, this is so cool. So there's times three, times four, times five, like and I was so fascinated by this. I was like, how do you use them? And he's like, well, you know, you use three for exams, you use four for like, you know, if you're doing a prep or a filling and yeah. 0.5 if you're doing endo or if you really want to be accurate about your prep, you know, you use that. And the light was, you know, attached to it. It didn't have anything separate. It's literally on and off on the frames, which was really mm -hmm. like, you know, I was so fascinated. And I remember, I think Maria was my rep at the trade show. And a friend of mine was buying loops from her. And she was like, you know, I've, I've um, researched this so much. I've looked at all the different brands in terms of prices, quality, aftercare service, all of these things. And I think these are the best. And I was like, okay, fair enough. You've clearly done your research. I don't have time to research. So I'll just go with whatever you're <laughs> buying. And I trusted her. So I honestly invested in them. And probably like it is the best decision I think I've ever mm. made. And it's like, it's not only the magnification, it's also the light happening how fast yeah. free it is like occasionally when the battery runs out and I'm like okay my treatment's almost finished I don't want to like change the battery just now you know it's, it's it's at the end of treatment and I'm like let me just get the dental light it's so different it's so mm. different and I honestly like I used to get really I used to get really angry with the dental light you know when you're like focusing and you mm. you know you move the patient you reposition yourself and then it's like well how do I change the light? And your nurse changes it. And you're like, well, I can't see. Yeah. Like, you just don't think about that anymore. It's just there. Have you got um, the spark? Hmm? So the, the spark light, the one on the top, and then you can just touch it. That's the one I've got. It comes with two batteries. My battery never runs out. There's always one on charge. So then I just change them. Yeah, yeah. No, I do have, I have like two sets of spare batteries, but sometimes I'm too lazy to you're change just too it. Because it's like, it's at the end of treatment. It's like, it's finished. I'm like, okay, I don't want to touch my lips <laughs> with my gloves. It clicks you know? on, you lazy, you lazy woman. It just clicks like right there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were running around with one battery. No, the loops are amazing. Honestly, um, the light, the, not just the light, just, just loops in general. When I started wearing them, I thought they would kill my back pain. It mm. helped. Um, that didn't actually cure my back pain, but what it actually helped me do is see. And mm. when I when I started wearing them, I thought three years my 
poor patients. Like, <laughs> what kind of dentistry have I been doing? Like, you know, like when I take my loops off sometimes at the end, I'm just like, you know, if I want to take a photo with the SLR, mm. I'm like, can I put bother to put my loops back on again? And I'm just like, oh, that looks really good. And then when you put your loops back on, you're like, this looks a bit turd. I'm not done yet. <laughs> I, need to, I need to work on this. Like sometimes my nurses are like, oh, you know, that composite of yours, the back looks so gorgeous. And I'm like, you put these loops on, then you'll see what it looks like knowing it. I need to work on that. This is not done. It's just like, it's oh, so true. I think I've got another loops now. I've upgraded. I've gone up to 5.5 now. So I don't even use my eye zooms anymore. Um, in the How last year, I've got 5.5. <laughs> everything. I do everything at 5.5 now. Everything. Yeah, actually, your dentistry must yeah. be amazing. Yeah, I hope so, because I can see everything at 5.5 now. So even my crown preps, my fittings, and everything at 5.5. Uh, bonding, I'll go back to my eye zooms and then keep it on the threes. But gen sometimes not, not even anything with a bonding, actually. I just flip between three or nothing, three, nothing. Mm -hmm. But everything else is 5.5. Wow. I'm blind without it otherwise. Yeah. That's so interesting, though, because I think, honestly, when you can see it, you can't ignore it. Like if you're doing a prep mm -hmm. and your margins are great with like four times magnification, then you know they're good margins. But if you're on mm -hmm. like point like times two and you look at your margins, <laughs> if they're good, that doesn't necessarily mean they're good, you know, and then you scan them yeah. and you're like, oh, this could be better. So I definitely mm -hmm. think having, having uh, loops improves your dentistry because if you can see it, you can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. it's good to reflect. I think it's good to reflect because it's I think a lot of us have shame in being like, well, actually, that could have been better. You know, you want to be the, the perfect dentist doing everything. Mm -hmm. But actually, if you can see it and you see it on the scan, the next time you're like, actually, my margins weren't so great. Maybe I'll smooth them or do them this way. Um, And, you know, mm -hmm. with the loops, you can see what you're doing and you see how your fits have been like affected, for example, since like since I've been using my loops. So I would use um times four magnification for my preps usually and then occasionally I might check them with a times five but usually it would be four for my treatments and mm. then I scan them um and you know next time the fit is good and then I see why or if it's not good occasionally I can see why again because you can see it on the scanner mm. you can see it on the loops um and I think it just makes you a better dentist overall yeah, it's like people say photography, isn't it? You take pictures of your work. I know since I've left my SLR now and I out now and I take pictures um, of my work, I am doing better. Like mm. I found my cases are better each time because I can appraise it. I think these are all tools in your tool bit to be tool belt, sorry, to be better clinicians. Um, you can go on courses and things, but obviously practice is what makes mm. what's what I try to not say perfect, but progress, you know, practice makes progress and it makes better and it makes you better and better each time. And uh, I think having lubes having cameras mm -hmm. appraising your own work you know all this stuff really really helps scanners mm -hmm. you know they, they do um i i can't imagine doing dentistry without my loops now i think it's it's essential i think everyone should have them early on um you know this i think if thing, i had them in what do you say is the right better. time because i get a lot of people asking me when should i get my first set of loops or when should i get my camera and things like that and honestly i think my advice has changed because now I think actually if you can get them as a student, you know, not 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 a second year student, obviously, if you get it as a fourth year or final year student, first of all, you get to train with them on and you can mm. see the quality of your own work and you have your tutors there, obviously. So I think a lot more students are now investing in loops because they can see 
um, that that's going to improve their training and they can get the most out of it. And, you know, when they go out to VT, they're going to be using those for a good number of years. If you invest in a good set of loops, you will have those for a number of years before you outgrow them, depending on what kind of industry you want to do. Yeah, I would say fifth year, VT year, good years to get them, you know, because obviously for students, I know they're always broke, but, you know, it's like 50% off when you're at uni. So it is I cheap. I bought, I remember buying mine for full price. So I wouldn't have minded 50% off. They're a lot, they're a lot cheaper at dental school. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't have said fifth year, but now listening to you, right, you could train with them um, and it would help. Um, but definitely VT, yeah. If not, if you can't afford them in fifth year, definitely VT, yeah. You know, and guys, it's all tax deductible. I made the mistake. I didn't do any expenditures in my VT year or the year after. I didn't really spend that much. And um, the tax man was very happy. You know, yeah, big fat tax paycheck. conversation makes its way into every podcast recording we do. And you know, tax <laughs> conversations give me palpitations. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, it's all tax deductible, guys. Keep your receipts for your loops and you can claim it back. Um, you know, I, I just I just think it's a no-brainer. Any, like... Why would you not have loops? It doesn't make sense. What were, you, what were you doing when you didn't have loops? Were you literally upside down in the patient's mouth? Do you know what? I can't even remember. I think it was like, now I think about my work back then. I'm trying to close my eyes and not think about it. My memory has been blocked. <laughs> I probably was. I probably was upside down and like really close to the patient's face, yeah. ca- catching all sorts of diseases, you know? Yeah. It's like, because I, I, you can't, I, I think about it now. Like if I don't wear my loops, I can't see. I cannot. You know, do you know what one thing actually put me off early on as well? I remember someone saying to me, and people ask this now as well still, oh, if you get loops, then you'll get so used to them. You can't do anything without them. And then you're like, it's just like this thing people say. And I'm like, no, but it's not that you can't. It's that you don't want to because Mm -hmm. you see the difference. Mm -hmm. You see your work with loops versus without loops. And it's just like, why? Why would I do Mm -hmm. that? And once you've done something to such a standard, you want to keep reproducing that same standard and you want to give your patients the best each time mm-hmm. um so why would you not want to wear your loops and yeah uh, and I find that argument really silly and I remember a few people said that to me early on that's why I kind of was one of the reasons I didn't go for loops but uh, it doesn't make sense mm. if you get used to it it's a good thing it's good yeah. for you it's good for the patient and it doesn't slow you down another thing people think is it slows you down because you just and it just makes reason, you I you think know, more thorough in your treatments because yeah. you're like okay well I can see this this isn't done like my preps I would say have improved a lot, but they do take a little bit longer, but that's reflected in the prices you charge the patient because you're doing a better quality of work that's going to be more durable and long lasting for them. So I don't think you should sacrifice the quality of your work to be quicker, because if the quality of your work is good and predictable and you're doing good, predictable dentistry, then you can charge accordingly. So I I don't believe that argument either. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, it does in some ways take longer because I want to be a bit more perfect because I can see everything but mm. it also sometimes I feel like it speeds me up in the sense that because I can see I'm not straining to see I'm not putting myself in all positions mm. um you know but you, you're right it's um I do charge more uh, since I started wearing loops I'm like well damn my work is like pretty good so <laughs> you pay me for that now you know you pay, for, you pay me for the fact that I think that's pretty awesome and I say it to my patients as well I'm like damn that looks gorgeous <laughs> like your crown <laughs> is looking beautiful your and your canal access cavity is beautiful you've got beautiful canals my patients come away with the weirdest compliments and they just 
just like you're an odd dentist, but we like it. We like your passion for dentistry. <laughs> and do you know, wearing loops does make you more passionate about it because you can see what you're doing and it makes you more um, meticulous and it makes you more, you know, engaged mm. in your work um, because you're getting more, defining those preps and you're doing better work. I, I feel like it makes me love my work even more because it's, Yeah, I agree. I think, honestly, know? like a few things that we have, like camera, scanners, loops have improved the quality of work and also patients appreciate it because if you can show them for example you know on the scanner when you do a prep and you scan it and you've got nice smooth margins you can really show the patient that and educate them and I think that's so helpful as well because you're not embarrassed almost to show them your work I show them everything I'm like look this is this is what the tooth underneath it this is what we've done this is what the crown is going to do and you honestly when they're more involved they understand the process a bit more and they're like well actually this is quite complicated stuff you guys are doing you know so they appreciate it they see the value Yes, value is the one because otherwise, you know, if you're just telling them you're charging X amount for a crown or X amount for filling, they just think you're drilling a hole and sticking something mm. in it or taking, you know, something out of your drawer and shoving it on their tooth. They don't understand mm. what goes into it. So when they see your passion for it, they see the tools that you use, the equipment that you use, and they, they see why you're charging what you're charging. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I agree. It does open up conversations for your patients. I think another thing that has honestly made me do is improve my posture. Because obviously having loops, they measure it so that your working distance is a certain amount. So if your posture is, if you're hunching, like I find this towards usually the end of the day, when I'm like hunching or if my back hurts, then I don't see it as well. And then your your loops will kind of force you to sit upright and have that correct posture. And I know we're going to draw on Kilia's expertise and what he's taught you. What is your advice on yes. generally ergonomics and, you know, prolonging our careers and looking after our back? Because I've I've started to notice, you know, the more I work, the more clinical work I do, I really, really notice when I'm not taking care of my back that it does start to hurt. And I do think we need to be looking after ourselves in lots of different ways, being, you know, um, wearing loops, having correct posture, seeing a physio or a chiropractor to make sure you're looking after yourself. And honestly, it's just going to, because dentistry is such a physical job that to do this for mm. so many years is really going to have an effect on your body and it's going to affect how long you can work essentially as a, as a clinical practitioner. So what's been your experience with mm. that? As you, you know, in what you're saying there, I remember reading sort of like a third of um, claims to health insurances and things was due to musculoskeletal issues in dentists, a third of claims by dentists for their health care problems was musculoskeletal issues and pain and, and early retirement was due to musculoskeletal issues and pain um you know I, I don't think I know one dental professional who hasn't complained about some sort of pain at some point in their career and uh when you said the word ergonomics I nodded my head vigorously there that is the correct word to use for loops <laughs> um you know for my husband Khalil for those of you that don't know my husband Khalil is a um chiropractor he qualified over in Australia so he's got a master's of chiropractic but he's also done further training in FRC um, FRCS DNS which is uh, kind of a, a different kind of treatment system where you are working on resistance and strength training and sports rehab, injury rehab. Um, and he's doing like a further master's in physiotherapy. So he uses all sorts of tools, chiro, physio, osteo, mm. everything. And um, he writes lots of articles for Dentistry Magazine, which is where you might have come across him. And he talks about how perfect posture doesn't exist. Mm. So, you know, the, the the next best posture he goes is whichever one you're in and you're not in pain and you're comfortable in, you know. So people can be hunched over and no pain. And those that could be standing really straight and have beautiful posture, but they have lots of pain. So, you know, posture is just how you hold your body. 
Um, but ergonomics, uh, that relates really well to loops because what ergonomics is, is anything that makes your job easier. Like, you know, so loops helps make our job easier. So it's ergonomic, you know, four-handed dentistry, working with your nurse is ergonomic. It helps us do better dentistry and easily, you know, it makes our job easier. Mm. Um, loops help in the sense that, like you said, we're at a fixed distance. So, you know, you're, not, you're less likely to kind of hunch over and put yourself in awkward positions um, that constrain you. But in order to actually reduce back pain, muscle pain, neck pain, we actually need to strengthen our bodies. So you need to do resistance training and make your body more resistant to the forces you put under. Because dentistry is a very niche kind of job and the forces we put under on it are very awkward, our neck, our back, our wrists. Mm. So we need to train it for that job. We need to train it as dental athletes, you know? We need to make sure that our neck muscles, our wrist muscles, our lower back muscles are straight, like are trained and strong so they can withstand the pressures and the awkward positions we put it in. Mm. Um, so I think that's where, like you said, the help of a physio, chiro, osteo, someone who knows what they're doing um, can help you strengthen those muscles along with being ergonomic, working with your nurse, wearing loops. Those things will help kind of get the maximum longevity out of our careers mm -hmm. um because i know when i hurt my back it was first time was vt year actually when i really hurt it and i had to take it i had to like it was at four o'clock i remember my i remember it was four o'clock because i had like one patient left and i felt my back just spasm and then i couldn't sit and i couldn't stand and i remember telling my trainer i was like i can't see the last patient i can't move and he was just like oh god and i was like i had to go home standing on the train all the way home i was in pain I had to get my mom to massage my back. I was just in tears. It was so painful. Um, so I was just like, yeah, I didn't want to be in that kind of position again. Because obviously VT year, you're stressed, you're under mm. pressure. I wasn't wearing lubes. I didn't know what I was doing. I was probably bending over most of the time, putting myself in awkward positions, mm. stressed, probably not exercising, not hydrated. So it is a very stressful job. So I think it's really, really important that we start looking at how to take care of our bodies early on mm. and I think honestly as a when you're early on in your career when you're a student when you've disqualified you see stuff as you know for example loops for someone who's just graduated or for a dental student it's a, it's a very big investment and honestly um it's not knowing what magnification to do because a lot of people might still be figuring things out you know in your VT year as a student you might not know what kind of dentist you want to be that's why it's a bit confusing you know what you were saying for example about what kind of magnification should I go for if you're doing endo if mm. you're doing more cosmetic stuff if you're doing something entirely different like facial aesthetics you might not necessarily know what kind of loops you should be getting and the last thing you want to do is get one set that you'll outgrow within a year or two and then have to invest that again so I think the eye zooms, for example, are quite helpful in having the different magnifications. Yes. And also, I think as a this is something that I've noticed in myself as I progress through my career, you stop seeing things as the price tag and you start seeing them as the investment and the return they give back to you. So, for example, if you do yep. really, really good quality dentistry, you can, first of all, charge your patients accordingly. If you're doing good, predictable dentistry, you're going to get a lot more patients coming through. Um, you're going to mm. be able to offer them more complicated treatments, you're going to get better. And all of these things will go hand in hand in honestly increasing your revenue and increasing your income. So it's an investment that gives back a lot more. And I think that's how we should be looking at things that are big investments like loops, like cameras, you know, like scanners, things like that. I think it goes with courses, anything 
so I had a very kind of closed mindset initially. It's probably why I didn't invest in my loops early on, didn't get my SLR early on, didn't go on many courses early on because I didn't realize the idea of return investment mm-hmm. and investing yourself, making yourself better. And then you can, you know, it make more, like you said, and uh, be better for your patients and produce that predictable work, quality work that you charge for. Um, but it was actually Khalil when I met him and he was kind of just like, even if you learn one thing from this, mm. from this course, from this, whatever, it gives you one kind of piece of like benefit or value. It's worth it. You just learn one thing and you could apply it. And I was like, oh, good, good points, you know, and that comes down to your loops. This is not even just one thing. This is consistent. You're going to use it across all your mm. kind of um, procedures and works. And like you're saying, what magnification? Yeah, I'll go with eye zooms early on. You know, all my associates, I tell them, go for eye zooms if you haven't gotten before mm-hmm. and you don't know what you're doing, you know, because in a few years' time, if you then, like me, decide that you want to be doing, you know, I do a lot of posterior work. I do a lot of um, Emax crowns, posterior composites. I do mm-hmm. bonding and Invisalign. 5.5 just works really well for me mm-hmm. for my posterior work. And then anterior, if I do want to dip back into it, like a less mag, I can. But I cannot um, envisage doing any dentistry without them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, it's uh, like a no-brainer investment. Um, it, I can understand why people don't, um, but now I'm using them. It almost doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, just try it. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about um, Oroscoptic <laughs> is, as a company, like you said, um, their their customer service is excellent. So if you try them and you don't like them, and these are like custom-made products to you, it's got your prescription glasses in them, like mine do. You know, it's got your magnification, your angle, your fixed distance, and you're unhappy money back after 30 mm. days so it's like you it's, it's like a risk-free investment yeah. uh, whereas other companies don't actually necessarily do that as far as I'm aware because it's it's bespoke to you so they make a loss if they start taking products back or exchange and I think with the, the eye zooms what they do is um I know they just actually came into my practice the other week one of my associates they said if you're not happy with the eye zooms and you want to go 3.5 you can do that so she's mm. going to try the eye zooms now for a month and mm. if she's not happy just go to a three point just a 3.5 only that's I think what that's she was really thinking. helpful because honestly you won't know until you've practiced them and you've tried them in your day-to-day practice to see how it helps you mm. so I think that's really really helpful mm. yeah no looking back at what you did Shadi you went for a cheaper company first mm. would you advise something like that or would you think actually you should just go for better quality to begin with. I think now you've got this new better mindset. quality from the get go because honestly, um, eye zooms, for example, if you have three, four, and five with the light, like you're not going to outgrow yeah. that as an associate doing general dentistry. And if you yep. want to focus on, you have the option of focusing on anterior work, posterior work, even endo. You know, with 0.5, I think you'll be fine for endos. Um, to be as long as obviously you're not doing super complicated stuff that you need a microscope for with you know eight times magnification. I think that's pretty good. That should get you all the way around. I think it's, I would always say, and again, my approach has changed now that I look back as a VT, Mm. I think I understand the decisions that I made, but if I were to do it again, I would go and invest in the biggest stuff if I could. And I know now they do like, you know, monthly payment plans and things like that as well. So I think that would really help because if you invest in a good set of loops at the beginning, you can just use them more. You know, and your quality of dentistry will be better from the beginning rather than having to wait. Yeah. I think for me, it was difficult yeah. because I did a few years in hospital. So I didn't get to use my loops at all. But, you know, now a lot of people know what they're going to do. A lot of people go out to practice after VT. Um, yeah. And I think that that's a good time. I think people know if they're going to specialize. Like if you're going to specialize in ortho, you might yeah. say go for a lower magnification. 
you might not need the higher magnifications if you if you want to I still think they're quite useful yeah. to have in all different specialties um and honestly going back on the return on investment thing I remember thinking when I was buying my um uh, loops I was like okay this is a big investment at any stage of your career it is an investment and I kept thinking I was like I have to spend this money on this but I could just be buying a really nice designer bag that I had my eye on and then the way I justified <laughs> it to myself I was like look get your loops do really good work really good work and then you can buy two designer bags instead you know that's that's what investment is have you bought them I haven't yet <laughs> Because I'm investing in something else to be revealed soon. I'm honestly such a grown-up now. It's so sad. Like, instead of buying the designer bags, I'm having to invest in lots of different things. But my mindset has changed a lot because it's about, well, actually, it's not about early return. It's like I'm in it for the long game. And there's a few things I'm doing, which should hopefully be revealed soon. But I'm like, okay, you have to invest this time and money into this to get a good return at the end of it, you know? So this designer bag might give you instant gratification um and don't get me wrong I do still have my instant gratifications but for the for the most part I'm like okay well actually you need to invest carefully in your career and yourself and then invest in the nice materialistic things that we want to badly yeah we're getting old now yeah I noticed that now when I shout out to complain about the weather and young people playing the music too loud and (laughs) you know so I realized we're getting old, but we're wise. We're sharing our wisdom with you. Maturity. I I genuinely think it's maturity. And for me, a big thing is when, for example, before if my parents would say something, I'm like, oh, they don't know. Like they're wrong. They're clearly wrong. And then I would do the thing they told me not to do. And I would run into the problem they told me I would run into. And then I end up doing what they told me. So now I'm like, okay, I'll just start doing what they tell me from the beginning. <laughs> like save myself time. I see this with my daughter. She's two. Alana is two. And I just feel so bad with my parents. I'm like, oh, you see? And she, I'll be like, don't do this, Alana. If you touch this, you will burn your hand. And then she'll do something stupid and she'll burn her hand. And she's I'm like, do you know, it's like, we know, you know, we know what will happen. If you jump off the sofa, you will hurt yourself, but she must jump off the sofa, you know? So Otherwise it's like, you won't learn, you know, yeah. I think you have to jump off the sofa to learn. It's just not enough. Yeah. First time, I think you just have to do it for yourself to learn. And then second time you'll be like, Actually, maybe this grown up was great. Me and Alana have a lot in common. We should hang out more. <laughs> you'll have a great time. I would happily come off to you for a few <laughs> days so I can, uh, you know just chill <laughs> I can't just I look forward to it to be arranged <laughs> I like how our conversation started with Alana and ended with Alana this is like my life yeah. well, thank you so much for joining me honestly I could talk to you for hours and hours but it's been a really really insightful chat and I think it's just about imparting the wisdom that we've learned through years of experience yeah. and doing things. Again, like we were saying, you do things and you learn. And it's just about giving advice to the next generation and just being like, well, actually, that thing I did, I would do it differently now, knowing everything I know now. So I think it's really helpful for people to have that. I agree. I agree. Use use our pearls of wisdom. Make your life better. Don't be like me. Don't wait. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode and hopefully learned a few things. I know I certainly did. 
and as always don't forget to let me know what you thought of this episode you can reach out to me on instagram at dr shadi manicherry i always love hearing your responses and if you have any requests for future podcast episodes please let me know there i do usually listen if there are specific requests that are quite popular as always there will be a new episode every week so please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode and i can't wait to speak to you soon Thank you.